are Locked On Trailblazers, your daily Portland Trailblazers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to a Monday, December 10th edition of the Locked On Blazers podcast. I'm your host, Eric Garcia Gunderson, writer and editor at LeBron Wire, part of the USA Today NBA Wire sites, also a correspondent for the Associated Press, former Blazer beat writer at the Vancouver Columbian, and the host, of course, here on Locked On Blazers. Welcome back to the show. It has been... Uh, it was a good weekend for the Blazers, uh, and, and we haven't had a lot of those lately. Uh, Portland gets a big win on Saturday night over the Minnesota Timberwolves, really playing impressive ball down the stretch of the game. 113-105 over Minnesota. Damian Lillard leading the charge as he does with 28 points and 8 rebounds, 6 assists. It was really uh, just it was Dame time in the fourth quarter once again. He just stepped up, and it was he had one of those quarters that he's had that he's been doing his whole career. And CJ McCollum also had a really strong finish to the game as well. Dame had ten points in the fourth. CJ had eight, and Evan Turner also continuing a pretty strong season still overall. Uh, and, and he continues to be part of that, that closing group uh, down the stretch of games where uh, Terry Stotts likes him out there. And, and we'll talk about, uh, you know, the, and the, and the data supports it. I mean, it, Portland has really played well when Evan Turner has been in the lineup instead of Mo Hart in, in Mo Harkless instead at that, at that three position. So uh, that that's been working pretty well, but uh, obviously Dame was, was the story of the night. Yusuf Nurkic, while he did not have uh, huge plays down the stretch offensively, was just consistent, had 22 points and 11 rebounds. He's continuing to put together a really strong season. Uh, it's not going to get him into the all-star conversation or anything, but I think it's getting him in the conversation with some of the better centers in the league. Uh, he, he's he's really been strong. I know that he, he had a tough game against Jokic uh, a couple of weeks ago, but the the way he's played, he's been more efficient offensively, and, and he just continues to, to bring that uh, every night. And that offensive consistency, I believe, is it, it seems like it's here to stay. I mean, I don't know, obviously – his career and the, 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 you know, his previous career up to this point makes this look like an outlier. So we'll see if he can continue to do that. But he, he has really, uh, just been really good at, at finishing around the basket, taking his time, using his body, and he's also healthy. So I think, you know, maybe last year he just needed to get used to, his his new body and his playing weight and now he he really knows how to use it and even though he lost a bunch of weight he's still one of the heaviest guys in the league so it's just tough to move him around and uh he he really did great in a matchup against carl anthony towns uh portland did dodge a bullet it must be said that that the timberwolves didn't have their best defender and robert covington who has been instrumental in their improved play as of late uh and especially on the defensive end he he's really been a key cog for them and 
they definitely missed him, especially down the stretch when Dame and CJ were going off. Uh, but that's one that's one of Covington's specialties is is guarding the other team's point guards or ball handlers, scorers, and Portland was fortunate that they didn't have to deal with him that night, but you know, no one's going to complain. Portland got a win, and it was one that they needed, especially because they're heading out on the road for a quick two-game trip that starts tomorrow in Houston. We'll talk about that later on, but we're going to take a quick break, and then we'll be right back with more Locked On Blazers. We're going to talk about uh, something interesting that I saw today on ESPN. And we're back here on Locked On Blazers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. And I was intrigued by something today in the ESPN power rankings for the week where they talked about Portland and their place in the league right now. And Mark Spears, writing the uh, blurb about the Blazers, suggested that Portland perhaps look at Carmelo Anthony, citing that Portland's offense ha- has really slowed down as of late. And and you look at the numbers and their, their offensive efficiency, while we've talked about the defense a lot on this podcast, and rightfully so, because the defense has endu- is enduring a significant backslide, the offense has also slowed down. And, and, and a lot of times you talk to coaches, you talk to players, they all say, you know, those two things are connected because when you're not scoring, that means they are when you're not scoring, that means that they're getting rebounds. It means more transition opportunities. It means playing against a less set defense. And and we all know now that we, we live in the, the pace and space era of the NBA. So it's not as if uh, teams aren't going to run and, and and try and get into their sets and, and go, go, go push the pace. But when you're not scoring that makes the problem worse if you're having problems defensively. And I think that's very interesting to to note that their offense has really uh, slowed down lately. And that was Mark Spears from ESPN. And he, because of this, pitches the idea that Portland perhaps take a look at Carmelo Anthony, who, as it's been reported doesn't have a lot of interest from the rest of the league. And uh, so it's a very, there's really no, no competition right now for trying to sign Carmelo Anthony. And, you know, you look at, you look at who has been playing lately in that three spot where you could theoretically plug Melo in and you can have a menu guard, uh, you know, bigger guys or Aminu can guard everybody. So whatever, you know, it doesn't matter. You put anybody next to Aminu, they'll figure it out defensively. But uh, is he really going to fix the offensive struggles that that the Blazers have had lately? I'm not sure. I was, I really liked when when Oklahoma City got mellow. I, I kind of thought it was cool when Houston got him too, and he just hasn't. He just doesn't score enough. Uh, you know, he had. One good game uh, in Brooklyn earlier this year for the Rockets where he he really pitched in and scored, I think, 26 or something off the bench. But, uh, you know, and maybe that's the type of role he would have here where he's not but going to play every night or, you know, and we've talked about this before. If he's okay getting DNP'd sometimes, then then. Then I think he could he could be here in Portland, but you know, you have Jake Lehman who while he had a great game the other night uh, against 
the the Suns, who are awful. It, it you know it, can you count on Jake Lehman? Can you count on Maurice Harkless? And it, you know I think Evan Turner is, is obviously still going to be the closing lineup guy, but do do they need to get someone to help the offense on the second unit? You know I'm I'm not sure if Melo is that guy at this stage of his career. He he's not part of the problem with Melo now is he's just not getting enough buckets to justify his limitations defensively and the defensive stuff. I mean, maybe, you know, we we've talked about Portland struggles defensively, so that probably wouldn't help. But um, I I think it is an interesting thing to think about though, with what I talked about at the beginning of this segment, which is, you know, maybe, maybe mellow, at least given what Portland has given the context of Portland's roster, maybe, maybe he's a, a, a bit of an upgrade at least in terms of offensive production and consistency uh so so perhaps maybe there's something to look at there uh, I, I don't know if portland's really in the market to make a move like that uh and everything i've heard has been you know and read is that portland's not really interested so uh it's it was interesting though to me that 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 spears brought that up he's one of the most connected reporters in the league so you know it, it is it's notable when he says something like that. And so it, it kind of got me thinking about uh, what this team needs. And, you know, Turner has had a p- pretty good season. I talked about Seth Curry. I went pretty deep on his individual struggles as of late, even though the team performs well when he's on the court. Uh, but, you know, do they need a guy like another guy that can create his own shot? And, uh, you know, Mello would definitely be able to do that uh but just you know the the Blazers have had some good things going with their bench it it has been a little inconsistent but you know sometimes that's what benches are you know most teams are not you're not going to be the Clippers where you have a bunch of guys that are starting caliber players uh on your bench and so yeah I I don't know if if the mellow thing makes a whole lot of sense to me uh again I I think I still feel the same way about it if it would be a role where maybe he doesn't play every night then I think it could work and and there may be just nights when you know x player doesn't have it and and maybe you say okay let's try let's try mellow it's a wild card you know it, it is it could be a card up a sleeve uh for for the Blazers, you know, I I I would just I don't know if they're going to cut someone though to do that, and I, it doesn't really make sense, you know, to, to cut Wade Baldwin. I know he's not playing much, but are they going to cut him to make room for Mello? I just it it I don't think it's going to happen. Um, is my response to that, but. Uh, like I said, whenever Spears says something, it's it's worth talking about. So uh, we're going to take one more break, and we're going to talk about Portland's upcoming game on Tuesday in Houston. And uh, the schedule is actually getting pretty tough for Portland. So we'll be right back with more Locked On Blazers. And we're back here on Locked On Blazers. Thanks for hanging with me. It's going to be a little bit of a shorter episode uh, than usual, but that doesn't mean that we can't look ahead to the upcoming games after we talked about uh, that little mellow blurb from Mark Spears uh, and, and you know, the, the problems and, and maybe, maybe solutions that come from that. Uh, but moving on from, from that, 
We're looking ahead at Portland's two-game road trip here coming up starting Tuesday in Houston against the Rockets, who have been the most disappointing team in the league this season, I would say. I, I don't think that that's an exaggeration. This is a team that, after getting to the conference finals last year, getting to Game 7, Against the Warriors, a team that everyone had high expectations for. They signed Chris Paul to a huge contract in the summer to, to keep that team together. And the, the, the bottom has just kind of fallen out. I mean, they're just not the same team. They, just, they are the same mostly, but they lost some really important glue guys. They lost Luka Mbamute to the Clippers. They lost Trevor Ariza to the Phoenix Suns, who may be a Laker very soon, according to ESPN. Uh, they're trying to trade for, for Trevor Ariza and... They just, they're just, they are the most disappointing team in the league. They've lost three games in a row. They're 11 and 14. They are 14 in 14th place right now in the Western Conference after playing at a torrid pace last year, winning 60 games. And it's really just, you know, it's really just been the complete. It's been the upside down for those of you who watch Stranger Things. I mean, that's that's what the Rockets are currently living in. It is it is really tough right now. And and obviously, we we just talked about Carmelo Anthony. And that signing failed spectacularly. I do think that it didn't help him his situation that they got rid of all their best defensive players, making all their defensive issues even worse. The Rockets have also been one of the worst defenses and they've still been a bad defense after losing Carmelo. So, you know, I don't think it was just Carmelo. Anthony was the problem there. And, uh, that's, that's something that LeBron James is, feels reportedly that he feels like he was scapegoated. And I think a lot of players in the league feel that way. Uh, Evan Turner was one of them, but anyway, back to the Rockets, they've just been super disappointing. They, they have some new interesting guys, uh, Gary Clark uh, Jr., who got signed to a contract recently, has been a really key player for them. Nene is healthy, so y- you have to deal with him coming off the bench. Uh, Clint Capella just not really looking like the same Clint Capella uh, that we saw last year, so maybe that's also part of it. He also got a, a big money contract, as did Chris Paul, uh, and maybe you know that also that all that stuff always factors in you know when you just sign a new deal sometimes you see guys take a kind of a step back sometimes you see guys take that as a validation and and come back even better it it comes and goes you you never know which way it's going to go and right now it's going the wrong way for the rockets so uh portland obviously coming in has a better record than them could be a, a, a big opportunity for houston to kind of get right and I think it's going to be a tough game. Portland's defense, the way they've been playing, has been barely better than Houston as of late. And offensively, Portland, as we just talked about in the last segment, has struggled recently. So uh, maybe maybe going against Houston's the recipe they need to get that offense going again. Not Obviously, it's not going to be like the Phoenix game, but uh, this is going to be a tough game, even though Houston's record and their team has been disappointing, but it, it does, you know, this is a, the best opportunity I think for Portland to, to win on the road this in this road trip, because their next game coming up is in Memphis. 
where the Lakers just won. They blew out Memphis the other night. after it was the second night of a back to back, so you know, you got to give Memphis, especially you know being an older team, uh, you know the benefit of the doubt there. But uh, we'll talk more about that in the next uh, next episode after the Houston game. But the the Houston game should be tough. Obviously, James Harden is always difficult, always kills the Blazers. It seems so. Uh, Portland has to be ready for that defensive challenge. I think it's going to be a lot of of Mo Harkless out there uh, and a lot of Evan Turner getting the 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 assignment against Harden but uh the way Houston plays the way they they run that screen and roll and 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 they force you to switch uh you know with all the shooters that they have out there still they're forcing you to switch everything so everybody is going to get a turn guarding Harden Dame CJ everybody so uh everybody's got to come ready come correct for uh you know one of the toughest assignments defensively in the NBA. So, uh, and, and this is the West just because they're in 14th place, you know, they're, that means they're like two games behind Portland in the standings. So, uh, while they have been disappointing, um, this is still a very talented team. And Chris Paul is another guy that always seems to kill the Blazers. So, uh, you get two guys there that you really have to worry about, but, the good news is is that this Houston team, I don't know, they just it seems like they lost their swagger after that over twenty seven uh game seven shooting performance because it just seemed like they are broken <laughs> right now. So Portland, as as games in the West go against non-Phoenix teams, this is one of the more favorable matchups. So Portland has an opportunity to get a nice road win and uh, maybe make a statement, you know, to show that they are really better than this Houston Rockets team because I think uh, people still expect Houston and Utah to, to kind of get it together even though they haven't. So uh, – this is going to be a really interesting game for Portland, even though the Rockets aren't don't have a good record. I still think it's kind of a good litmus test right now. Anytime you go against a team in the West, it's always going to be tough, and uh, you want to see how they respond to that uh, after getting getting a couple games at home to get them get their vibes back. So uh, we'll talk about that tomorrow. It's going to be a nationally televised game on NBA TV. So if you're not in the Portland area and you have cable, you can watch that game. Uh, There are other means by which you can watch games as well. But that's going to do it for this edition of Lockdown Blazers. As I said, we'll be back after the Houston game on Tuesday as Portland looks for a road win, which uh, hasn't been easy to come by as of late.